Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 145 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by Destinations with Character Travel. I'm Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. Carly, it, it seems like just moments ago that I saw you. Yes, uh, I know did. I know you seeing you was a highlight of my week. What have you been up to this week? Uh, a lot. I will I will say a lot. I started the week in New York City at the Harry Potter flagship store. Amazing. It blew my mind. It was so much better than I even thought it was going to be. They did such a wonderful job. You could truly spend hours exploring. I didn't go on the VR attraction just because mm. I didn't have time, but you really don't need to spend or do anything except show up. They have very cool exclusive merch for anyone that's going soon. A whole Diagon Alley line that you can only get there. That was amazing. And then I made my way to Florida for the opening of the Grand Floridian New Villas. And of course, where we hung at the best thing at Walt Disney World, the Hoop-dee-doo musical review. Well, we, we're going to dig into the Hoop-dee-doo, but I just want to ask you a couple fanboy questions about the Harry Potter store yeah. in New York because uh, I have not been able to get to it myself. First of all, what kind of hoops did you have to jump through to get in? Do you have to register? Do you have to buy a ticket? Do you just show up and no, wait in line? So they keep their socials pretty updated and I had been monitoring before I knew I was going and every single day they recently they've posted no virtual queues, just walk on in. It wasn't busy, you know, so that's pretty impressive for it already being basically summer and tourism was fully mm -hmm. back in swing. The store is pretty massive and multi levels. And I think just cause it kind of, you know, it's been open for a while and I didn't attempt, I was in New York over the holidays and I was like, I'm not going to attempt to go because it's not enjoyable when something's so busy like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad I waited to go and hopefully it'll, you know, maintain that, but no hoops just showed up. It was great. And the second question, does butterbeer taste the same in New York as it does in Orlando? I didn't try it only because I I do not like butterbeer. I think it is so sweet that it sticks to your teeth. I know people love it. I do love the soft serve because I feel like it uh. takes the essence of the butterbeer, but kind of a French vanilla taste knocks it down mm -hmm. a few notches. So I love mm -hmm. like, splitting a soft serve of butterbeer with my husband, but the drink is like Unless you put like half fire whiskey and half butterbeer together, <laughs> you can't. You can't officially do that. They, they, no. they, you have, you have. If you want to do something like that, you have to like point, point the the, the cast member, and be like, "Oh, look, there's Voldemort," and then like pour it in while they're not looking. It's so bizarre. But at Hollywood, they will do it for you. So it is very weird. But Orlando, absolutely not. So uh, no butterbeer for me. But there was. I was looking around at the butterbeer shop, and there was a woman there that clearly goes like every day for butterbeer. And she said it, she was, you know, chatting them up. Like, when are we getting seasonal? When are we getting hot? When are we getting frozen? Uh -huh. And so it's Let's see, frozen is my, I, that's, I always go with the frozen. Yes. That's, that's me. The frozen is the most tolerable one for me. Unless it's yeah. breakfast and then I'll do hot. Yes. So apparently it does taste exactly the same. It's worth a shot. They had incredible little snacks and goodies, cupcakes, and just a lot of really, really well-themed stuff. So go there if you can. 
Fantastic. Well, I, I am jealous, but I did get to go and hang out at the Hoop de Doo with you. Yes. And that was my first time. I know you are a huge fan of that show and seen it many times. I, I probably hadn't seen that in 20 years. Um, I did notice a few little things that had changed, like they used to have buckets for the food and now they've got skillets. Uh, it was a little less messy than I remember in terms of yeah. the food, but the entertainment was great. The show was so much fun and the audience was really into it. You you could tell that was an audience that had very uh, impatiently waited two and a half years for their favorite show to come. Absolutely. Back. There were so many people in their kind of like Etsy homemade hoop-de-doo shirts. I saw a lot of yes. um, celebrating hoop-de-doo returns. Uh, yeah. It's just one of the coolest things at Disney World that I feel like so, unless you're a super fan, so many people don't know about it. It is the best deal if you are just purchasing, you want to go to dinner somewhere. I think it's now around like 60 something per person, but it is almost two hours. You have incredible live performers, mm-hmm. the improv and interaction. They go, they did so much crowd time. I feel like it was even more so than before. And that's my favorite part. You know, I think that <laughs> the quantity and quality of the food alone yes. uh, is is easily worth uh, by Disney prices fifty bucks. And you got to take in if you are a uh, a beer drinker. Um, my my house brand is Yingling, uh, oldest beer in the United States from Pennsylvania, yeah. and that is what they serve. Uh, you know, you have a choice between Bud Light and Yingling. And if you are picking Bud Light over Yingling, I have to have a, a talk with you. Um, right. <laughs> but you know, and in the in the parks, oh yeah, at Sangria is also. I'm a Sangria girl. <laughs> in in the parks, you're gonna you're gonna pay like nine bucks for for a bottle of Yingling, and uh, I I put down a good four mason jars uh, worth. So I I got my money's worth in beer Just some alone. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. No, it's an incredible value. I mean, if you're gonna go to dinner, have a few. I think I had like three Sangrias. Those are eleven dollars in the park. Yeah, and yeah, the same exact one. It's delicious. Uh, go. Uh, try to go if you can. It is worth every bit of money. Yes. And after you are done with the show, the way you know you are sober enough to drive is if you can figure out how to get back to your car in the parking <laughs> lot using the bus system. Oh. Uh, if you can navigate your way back to the parking lot, you are stone cold sober. Yeah, that internal bus system is a <laughs> little bit of a nightmare. Pro tip, I take a lift to Wilderness Lodge mm. who has a direct bus right from the front of Wilderness Lodge to Pioneer Hall, and they run so frequently because it's really like half a mile. So you could walk it, but it was so hot when we all went. So the bus just runs back and forth. So that that is a brilliant pro tip because honestly, just driving to find the the main parking lot for Fort yeah. Wilderness, I felt like I was entering uh, the wilds of Osceola County, and that there, there'd be gators, you know, <laughs> driving the bus to take me in. I'm, I'm that's, not. That's a great tip. Person. Yeah. So go to Wilderness Lodge, have a drink at Territory Lounge, hang out in the lobby. As I was waiting, a character cavalcade came through the lobby of Wilderness Lodge, so it was like. Perfect. Oh, that's amazing. That's that's great. Well, uh, the, the highlight for me, obviously, was uh, hanging out the hoop de doo with you. But the second most interesting thing I did uh, this week was I attended a uh, VIP opening event for Etty Hotel. Uh, that's all lowercase E T T E, and it is a uh, a new uh, ultra luxury boutique hotel that is in kind of West 192, uh, speaking of the wilds of Osceola, it yeah. is in, it is, I would say the nicest hotel 
in the worst location I have ever been to in my entire life. Uh, the hotel itself is gorgeous. It compares very nicely to some really fancy hotels in Las Vegas or Los Angeles. Um, you know, I, I'd say almost up there with with the Four Seasons or something like that. Wow. Um, uh, they have a, a Michelin star chef. Uh, they have a a wellness theme, so they don't serve alcohol at their bar, but they do have um, very fancy mocktails that cost even more than cocktails, yes. <laughs> um, and a very, very well-dressed clientele. Um, I, I felt very underdressed uh, attending uh, this event, but um, I got to say, if you are planning on staying there, um, you better enjoy their, their very nice restaurant and their very lovely spa because uh, getting in and out of that place, uh, it looks like it's only about two miles from the entrance of Animal Kingdom. And it took me over half an hour to drive those two miles because it is some of the worst uh, winding one lane traffic backstage roads that you have ever experienced. Um, uh, I, 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 I suggest if you plan on visiting, leave extra time for travel. Uh, wow. The location yeah. is bizarre. I mean, I've, I've heard a lot of people just talk about the food. They're like, the food is worth it. But when yeah. you get to that west area, it's just kind of, oh, it's it's strange. It's a it, very hot place. You know, there there is always horrible traffic around uh, I-4 coming through the interchanges that are near there. And then once you get off of I-4, uh, the, the timing of the traffic lights on 192 seems deliberately engineered to make cars move as slowly as possible um i yeah i actually spent uh over 25 minutes crawling at about four feet per hour <laughs> it was uh it was it was pretty torturous and it's it's a good thing that that is a gorgeous gorgeous hotel with a, a very there. nice restaurant because once you're there you're not going to be able to leave all right uh so that is our very long-winded introduction <laughs> talking about everything that we did this week uh but now i think it is time to get to the news in the queue Okay, this week's news is full of holiday updates. Uh, we are going to start out at Universal Orlando Resort, which is celebrating Independence Day on July 4th uh, with music, character meet and greets, and a showing of their nighttime pyrotechnic spectacular. Yeah, this looks awesome. Um, I also love visiting the parks during holidays like this because so many locals hit pools, lakes, and boats. Mm. So it may sound like, oh my God, the 4th of July, this is going to be crazy. Sometimes the parks aren't really that crazy. And this is kind of fun to have a live DJ. There's going to be a band kind of getting the party going. And there's going to be popular characters out and about, uh, patriotic themed performers. And if you've been to Universal Orlando, you know they do the streetmosphere very amazing with mm -hmm. stilt walkers and dancers. So I think it's worth it to go out there. Yeah, uh, they're going to have the live entertainment throughout the day, uh, but then at night you're going to want to grab a spot around the lagoon uh, in order to see uh, cinematic celebration 
um, which is the their grand finale, which is going to happen at 9 p.m. Um, and that show actually takes place right now uh, every night through the busy season at 9 p.m. Uh, now, I'm not 100% certain from the wording of this press release. There's been times where they've added a little bit extra pyro or a little patriotic music pre-show or post-show, um, sometimes on the 4th of July. Uh, so if you are there and uh, catch that happening, uh, let us know. Mm -hmm. um, and speaking of Universal Studios, uh, Universal Hollywood is also going to be celebrating Independence Day, but instead of finding their celebration to the 4th, it is happening on the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, uh, and they've got live music and fireworks. Yes, this is great. They're really kicking it up a notch, Universal Studios Hollywood. They are like the dark horse that is raring and ready to go this year with everything new coming. I am so excited, and I, I just love this park. So I'm glad that there seems to be everything getting back to normal over there as well. Yeah, there, there's really been... Um... I've been hearing a lot of entertainment coming back at Universal mm -hmm. Hollywood, uh, bringing their special effects show back. They've got a lot of uh, new walk around and meet and greet characters. And right now they're doing this big activation through July 17th with the minions. Uh, they're kind of taking over the park. Um, but uh, specifically on the 2nd through the 4th at 9 p.m. each night, they're going to be doing a uh, fireworks display. Um, the... Uh, this is all included in your regular parks admission. Uh, and in, in addition to the fireworks uh, that are going to be centered around two different locations in the park. So I guess whether you're down in the lower lot or the upper lot, you should still be able to see the, uh, the show. Um, you're also going to be able to see up in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, the nighttime lights at Hogwarts Castle, which is a brief uh, projection show, which they do several times every night. And that's happening all the way through August 14th. Yes, a lot going on there. Yep. And then if you want to learn more about that, you can check that out at UniversalStudiosHollywood.com. And uh, to continue on with the 4th of July theme, Legoland Florida is bringing back their red, white, and boom fireworks for the weekend. Uh, they're going to be running their Independence Day-themed event from July 2nd through 4th. And they've got a new Patriotics fireworks show this year, called touch the sky oh and they're giving them specialty fireworks classes so this is kind of really cool to me i love the integration of people in the crowds getting to mm -hmm. do something whether it's you know synchronizing the lights uh but these is that going to going to take the light show and turn it into bursting lego bricks yeah i've done this a couple times and yeah. it's pretty fun there there's um those kind of glasses that sometimes they use them in, in haunted houses uh, mm -hmm. to make things pop out. Uh, what these do is create, take each little starburst and make it look like a little Lego brick. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's pretty neat. Um, it's a nifty effect, and you're going to be able to experience that on the second, third, and fourth at 9 p.m. each night. Uh, and if you want to check out a little preview, their previous uh, Red, White, and Boom Fireworks show, uh, there's a video of that online. So uh, watch that before you go, so you'll be able to see the differences in the new show they've got. Uh, and they've, they're also having their summer activities, uh, so you can help build an American flag out of Lego bricks, um, all sorts of fun things and characters going on. And like I said, it's all part of the general admission. If you want to learn more about that, just head on over to legoland.com slash Florida. 
All right. This is one I did not expect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, looking forward to Halloween, Long Beach, California, which is the home of the Queen Mary, is bringing us Shocktoberfest. Yes, Shaq, the famous basketball player, uh, is going to have his own interactive Halloween experience with frightful family-friendly fun from late September through October 31st. This is just, I mean, this came out of nowhere. I thought it was a joke. I was like, is this April Fool's? And then I was like, oh no, it's June. Uh, This looks like it could be really good. I mean, they're collaborating with some big time entertainment companies to produce this event. So yes. So this is ABG Entertainment and 13th Floor Entertainment, which are live event producers, which have done some big things on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. They're teaming up with 15-time All-Star Basketball Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal, who is, I think, best known of everything he's done in his career for the Shaq-Fu video game, uh, which is well-known as one of the absolute worst uh, video games uh, of all time. (laughs) Uh, but he is going to redeem himself uh, with Shacktoberfest, which is going to be an afternoon of family-friendly tricking, trick-or-treating games, treats. Um, and then after dark, it gets a little spookier um, as O'Neill's ghoulish minions take over the haunted trails and the minion and the midways, uh, bringing spirits to life in six Halloween-themed areas that you can explore. Yeah, this definitely seems compared to just the other haunt events on the West Coast more family friendly. So I'm assuming this is something you can bring kids to. And that would kind of make sense because he's, you know, known for the family friendly thing (laughs) and he's going to be narrating some of these experiences. (laughs) So I am so curious to watch videos from this. Yes. Uh, I am. First of all, I'm very, I want to hear uh, Shaq do his best Vincent Price uh, narration, (laughs) you know, impersonation, but more importantly, I also want to know how this event exactly is incorporating the Queen Mary. Uh, the press release says that it is in the shadow of the moored Queen Mary ocean liner. Uh, now, if you know the Queen Mary, this is a long and storied history. Uh, I personally stayed on that boat. It's been used as a hotel and a tourist attraction, but uh, it closed during COVID. And my understanding that it is in extremely poor shape and needs a lot of renovations uh, to, to really be uh, open to the public again. Um, and they, in the past, they have done haunted houses inside the boat. So I'm curious if they have are going to be able to do restorations enough to use the boat itself or if this is all just going to use the boat as a backdrop and be on the uh, the dock around it. So, yeah, uh, I kind of interpreted as that ladder. Like yeah. They're not going to be doing their usual haunt inside the Queen Mary. And this that's, will be kind of a temporary thing. Of, yeah. Looming in the background is what did it for me. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a shame because, uh, you know, that's, that boots a great piece of history, but I know it's going to be very expensive to get that back into, into shape. Um, so, uh, the, uh, there's going to be more information, including the ticket pricing and the exact location announcement, uh, happening later this season. So keep an eye at shacktoberfest.com. Uh, for more information, and I cannot wait to see the pictures come back from. Yes, one. it's just really fun to say too. So yeah. <laughs> I hope we talk about it a lot more. Absolutely. Um, speaking of Halloween, we're going to head back over to Universal because they have unleashed the horrors of Blumhouse. 
uh, unveiling a double dose of terror uh, with haunted houses at both Universal Orlando Resort and Universal Studios Hollywood based on Blumhouse's films The Black Phone and Freaky. Yes, I'm excited for this. Uh, I love The Purge when that's incorporated at Horror Nights. This makes me really excited. I haven't seen The Black Phone yet. But if you've watched a commercial for it, it looks like it could be absolutely incredible. It's more psychological thriller and mm-hmm. less like jump scares. Mm-hmm. And Ethan Hawke looks absolutely terrifying. Yeah. So the uh, the Black Phone uh, just came out on June 24th. Uh, and it's a story about a demented magician who is known for making people permanently disappear. Uh, so, uh, he will be trying to make people disappear, uh, from the haunted house. Um, and freaky was, uh, a film that came out a little while ago. It was kind of a twist on the old comedy freaky Friday, except, uh, with a serial killer inhabiting a teenage girl's body. Um, I, I, I love the fact, uh, that this falls firmly into Universal's tradition of having their marketing partners spoil the uh, reveal of the house before, (laughs) uh, because uh, I guess AMC Theaters is doing a little contest involving the black phone and um, kind of broke this uh, a few days early. Um, Right. And it wasn't quite explicit, (laughs) but it was very obvious. Yeah. Yeah. They're like a Halloween horror event at nights <laughs> somewhere yeah. in orlando hmm i wonder what they could be talking about right um, and this is exciting because it's another one that's going to be on both coasts i yes. love to see which ones yes. are coming to both coasts which exclusive so yes and i and i am always fascinated uh because they um they kind of collaborate but they also have separate teams so it's always yeah. interesting to see the differences in the approaches uh between the interpretation from orlando and uh california um, this is all kicking off in Orlando on September 2nd and in Hollywood on the 8th. And they're both going through the 31st. And uh, tickets are on sale now, including uh, the Express Passes, uh, Frequent Fear Passes, and Ultimate Fear Passes, uh, all available right now. So um, start uh, making your plans uh, ASAP. Yes, this is going to be a busy hot season, I feel. Mm-hmm. so. Absolutely. Start planning now. Um, And uh, speaking of planning, uh, starting on September 16th, Universal Studios in Japan is going to be bringing the anime series Jujutsu Kaisen to life uh, at their park for a limited time. I've actually never heard of this until I read the story. But if I lived over there, I would be trying it out, you know? Yeah, I, I honestly, uh, you know, as, as as someone who uh, was an early adopter of, you know, Akira and that that generation mm-hmm. of anime, um, I have fallen way behind. Um, but this uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, for those like us who don't know, is a TV series that was first broadcast in October of 2020 uh, based on um, uh, a manga. And uh, it's... Uh, has a circulation of over 65 wow. million copies in Japan. So very popular. There's going to be a new ser- season coming out in 2023. Um, and min- meanwhile, you can, if you are a fan of this, go to Universal Japan and be immersed in the story. Uh, you're going to get to see some favorite characters from the series. Um, and also, uh, 
uh, get to see them using their powers to battle to save the world. Um, wow. This now is I'm not... very popular. It's running for a very long time. Yeah, this is going to go all the way from September 16th all the way through July 2nd of 2023. So, uh, yeah, most of a year to check that out. Um, in fact, uh, yeah, ne nearly a full year to check that out. And uh, I'm curious what kind of attractions they rotate through this. Uh, they're known for putting virtual reality uh, overlays on their indoor spinning coaster space fantasy. Right. And they've also done um, 4D films in their, uh, their theater, which also has Shrek. Um, and they've also done a lot of really interesting interactive walkthrough experiences, um, laser tag and escape room type things. Uh, so um, be really interesting to see uh, how this goes over. All right. Um, so we are moving back to the United States to a brand new theme park that I am really excited about. Uh, Volcanu, the quest for the Golden Idol, has opened at Lost Island Theme Park in Waterloo, Iowa, bringing uh, a world-class interactive dark ride uh, to what was previously a water park uh, in Middle America. Yeah, this looks really cool, and it does embrace the existing theme. It's very mystical island, so they're going to tap into the five elements, including fire, water, and I don't know. This looks great. I mean, that's just such an area that's void of some solid <clears throat> theme parks. I mean, there are amusement parks throughout the Midwest and the Pacific Northwest, but they're just kind of coasters that are slapped there. So it is really cool to see themed immersive entertainment coming mm -hmm. together. Yeah, like I mentioned, uh, Lost Island started out as a water park, but mm -hmm. they have expanded uh, immensely. Um, they they've opened multiple themed areas. Uh, they got roller coasters, but this is this is their signature ride, and uh, I was kind of excited about this because I can remember going back over a decade. Uh, Sally Dark Rides uh, has always had one of the best booths at the IAPA convention, mm -hmm. which is the big annual conference for people in the amusement park industry that they have here in Orlando. And I remember for years seeing Sally Dark Ride have this model of uh, a ride sort of similar to an Indiana Jones adventure mm -hmm. uh, but with a volcano theme incredibly detailed uh model um and they've been they were looking for years for, for someone to buy it and invest in it because it was going to be you know their their most ambitious project ever and uh i thought that project had disappeared until last year uh when they had a big announcement at iapa and said they were finally you know building uh something inspired by that uh in in iowa and uh right. there are uh pov videos you can go on youtube um, they really knocked it out of the park with this, uh, huge sets, uh, sharp looking 3d projection, um, you know, interactive blasters, which is what Sally does best and really big animatronics, um, really impressive figures, uh, you know, human lifelike human figures and these huge mythical lava creatures. Um, it's just not, not something you would expect to see out of outside of a Universal or Disney park, and uh, and I'm impressed by the I I'm not a huge screen person, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so when they integrate other elements like Secret Life of Pets has so many animatronics yeah. like this on such a grand scale, that is incredible. Yeah, I, I think uh, 
you know, it's hard to tell a, a ride like this, obviously, from uh, videos, from POVs. Mm -hmm. But um, it really looks like they, they struck a thoughtful balance between physical and practical stuff and uh, then using video where you can't actually build it. Um, and, uh, you know, this... Uh, I can see this drawing a lot of families, uh, a lot of uh, dark ride enthusiasts out to this park uh, just to check out this uh, this one ride. Absolutely. And uh, if you want more information about it, you can head on over to thelostisland.com. All right. Well, we are now going to turn our attention to Disney, uh, who has just announced some more details about the retail experiences that uh, attendees at the D23 Expo are going to be able to enjoy. Uh, that's happening September 9th through the 11th in Anaheim, and it is going to be the kickoff to Disney's 100th anniversary celebration. Yes, Disney knows we go nuts for merch. So, of course, this was a big splash. You know, it's going to be really exciting. Obviously, the panels, getting to see Walt's plane. But, you know, we're really there for the Disney fashion trends. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, it, you know, if we're going to talk about Disney fashion, I think the, the two big uh, things in there are um, we've got... Uh, Ashley Eckstein, who uh, mm -hmm. is uh, behind um, her universe, uh, is putting out a new uh, collection called Guided by the Light, which is inspired by her character Ahsoka Tano from the Clone Wars. Um, and it looks like it's going to be uh, both, uh, you know, female clothing, but also some some unisex, gender neutral, um, some stuff that I might be able to wear. Um, so that's kind of exciting. Yeah, see, I am really that looks really cool, but the Disney Munchlings line. Yeah, that's what I was gonna get to next. Yes, that's. <laughs> yeah, so this is gonna be a new line of plush inspired by everyone's favorite treats from Disney parks. So the Main Street Bakery is really gonna be kind of the highlight debuting at D twenty three. And it's going to include a scented Mickey Mouse cinnamon swirl bun, as well as a Minnie Mouse wild strawberry cupcake. So I, we can I, bet they're going to be cute. I am having uh, uh, serious flashbacks to the 80s dolls, the strawberry shortcake yes. dolls that, mm -hmm. that would smell. Yes. <laughs> if you are a Squishmallow fan, I am. And this sounds like it's going to be kind of up that alley. They're tapping into... You know, there's a crazy trading and collecting world with Squishmallows, and this is going to be like the next level. So I'm in. <laughs> well, uh, before we even get to the merchandise that you can actually purchase, there's going to be a bunch of panels and discussions uh, about Disney merchandise. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the, the most interesting ones is probably going to be women in Disney fashion. Mm -hmm. uh, Disney fashion icons are going to be sharing an exclusive look at their upcoming uh, collaborations. I'm sure Ashley will be part of that one. Um, and, but they're also going to be, um, some, uh, sessions related to upcoming books. Um, so, uh, cautionary tales with the Disney villains, uh, is going to be author Ridley Pearson, who's, uh, well known, um, uh, for his, uh, Disney books, uh, is going to be talking with di the director of the Disney archives, Becky Klein, um, about, uh, the Disney villains. Um, and na there's going to be a session on National Geographic's 100 Disney Adventures for a Lifetime. Uh, looks like it's going to have some amazing photography of one-of-a-kind Disney experiences. Yeah, this looks really cool. Then the big thing, obviously, is going to be the 
Hey Disney, which is the voice <laughs> assistance you can use with uh, Amazon's Alexa technology. Uh, all right. You know, fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> fool me twice, shame on me. Uh, I was there for the big Hey Disney reveal at the last D23 yeah. <laughs> in Orlando, and Josh still has not delivered on the Alexa that he he promised to send me a show device with Hey Disney. I am still looking for it in the mail. <laughs> Maybe what, what, what's up? What's up, Josh? <laughs> Uh, um, but, uh, if, if all of those, uh, sessions whets your appetite, uh, then you are going to want to head to the D23 Expo Marketplace, which is going to have 27,000 square feet wow. of shopping, uh, with, uh, exclusive and limited merchandise, uh, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, uh, you name it, plus stuff from the new 100th anniversary collection. And on top of that, uh, Imagineering has three separate spaces for Mickey's of Glendale, uh, which my favorite shopping experience, uh, the D23s that I've been to. Um, and you've got everything from Imagineering 70th anniversary, um, a Glendale pin trading store, um, and a selection of uh, first to market books uh, from Disney Publishing with book signings. Um, so a lot of great ways to spend all your money. Yes, just take it. Just, yeah, <laughs> just, just take it all. <laughs> and, and then I believe, are they doing a mobile? That's how you're going to do a virtual queue? Yes. Uh, so the interesting thing this year is that they are going to be hijacking the Disneyland Ooh. Resort app and using the virtual queue, the mobile checkout features, uh, and store pass, which is sort of like uh, Lightning Lane for... Um, for store reservations, they're going to be doing all of that inside the Disneyland uh, Resort app. So luckily, most D23 members probably already have that app on their phone mm -hmm. and uh, already have, uh, you know, account and everything. So you, if you are used to using any of those kind of features at the Disneyland Resort, you will be all set uh, for using them at D23. Um, oh, and I want to give uh, one last mention. Uh, we skipped one of the headline uh, merchandise offerings, which is World of Wakanda, yes. uh, brand new merchandise inspired by the landscape of the the, uh, the land and the film Black Panther. And uh, that is going to be debuting at D23 and on Shop Disney. Yes, this is exciting. If you haven't already purchased your tickets, there are only single day tickets available. And that's for Sunday. Sunday September. only. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's your really only shot. The three-day passes are gone. The other so they, one days are gone. <laughs> yeah, this stuff sells out. But, um, you know, the good news is that uh, if, as, if you're interested in the shopping, um, usually it's that first and second day where the lines are really long for the shopping. A lot of people have made their purchases by that last day. So if you can get in on Sunday, you might experience uh, slightly shorter lines. Uh, but uh, you're it's it's going to be this is a busy event they pack a lot of people in there so um bring pack your patience yes <laughs> yep all right next up we are going to move into a series of holiday updates uh looking forward to christmas and we're going to start at the disneyland resort uh where they have just announced that their nighttime holiday shows believe in holiday magic at disneyland park and World of Color Season of Light at, at uh, Disney California Adventure are both returning. Yes, and this all came about with the Halfway to Holidays, which is the Disney Park's big, you know, kind of 
push on social media to get us hyped for the holidays and make <laughs> all the announcements and have us go purchase limited edition cupcakes that are shaped in Christmas Mickeys. And <laughs> it's a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the uh, the big news is that uh, the Believe in Holiday Magic fireworks, which I don't think were shown uh, last year because of pandemic issues, uh, are coming back. Um, I'll I'll be brutally honest. Uh, this is my least favorite fireworks show at Disneyland. One because it's fairly short. Uh, two because it's pretty minimalistic. Um, it is it is very dignified. It is very classy. Um, it is a lot of classical orchestral holiday music. Um, but there's not a lot of Disney characters. There's not a lot of Disney whimsy. Um, but what you do get is uh, snope. Yes. Uh, you get you get you get uh, soap based snow falling on Main Street. So that is always fun. It's actually this year going to be around Main Street near the Rivers of America and just outside of Small World. So uh, don't feel the need to crowd into the hub. Um, you can uh, get good viewings of this elsewhere in the park, especially since it doesn't a lot involve uh, the heavy projections that the other fireworks shows do. Yeah, I agree with you. The Snope is the best part, but it's exciting just to see fireworks back and nighttime spectacular. So. Oh, for sure. For sure. The, the one that I am even more excited about is the return of World of Colors seasonal variation called Season of Light, uh, which celebrates friendship and family through Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, Toy Story, and Frozen. Um, what, uh, what's, what makes me so happy is, uh, you know, they announced that uh, World of Color Villainous was not coming back for Halloween. Mm -hmm. And that made me a little fearful that uh, the other uh, holiday show would not come back. But yay, we are going to get a chance to see a uh, season of light this year over at California Adventure. Yes. And then over back at Disneyland Park, there is going to be a Christmas fantasy parade with all of your favorite characters, of course, Mickey and even an appearance from Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. It's a small world holiday over uh, their Christmas overlay is just fantastic mm -hmm. um, because if you didn't think uh, getting it's a small world stuck in your head over and over <laughs> again was bad. Try adding in jingle bells. Um, it's it's magical. Yeah, uh, and it's very hot. <laughs> so that is something that you're going to want to make your way over to there with some time because that yeah. is just like a favorite with family, everyone. So the only thing more popular than that is the Haunted Mansion holiday, uh, which goes all the way from uh, from Halloween through Christmas. It's now like a, almost a third of the year that we get right. Jack Skellington and his friends inside the Haunted Mansion. Uh, always got to keep an eye out for the new gingerbread house that they mm -hmm. make every year. Um, and uh, also the um, the lights, uh, twinkle lights on Sleeping Beauty's Winter Castle are coming back. So that uh, is great for taking pictures after dark uh, during the season. Yes, there is a lot going on. And mm -hmm. then, of course, at uh, California Adventure Park, they get in the holiday spirit with some kind of overlays over some of the popular rides where they add a little bit of Christmas pizzazz, holiday pizzazz. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, you get to hear some holiday music while you're riding uh, Luigi's and um, uh, Mater's. And um, you also, uh, my pick of the uh, seasonal events at uh, California Adventure is the Viva Navidad Festival. Mm -hmm. um, it uh, focuses on um, 
Latin American uh, Christmas celebrations from Mexico to Brazil. Uh, they uh, usually bring out a cocoa marionette for a little show that's fantastic. And that all takes place over in the Paradise Gardens area. Um, you can also stick your head into the Cal Grand Californian Hotel and check out the amazing gingerbread house they always build. And uh, as Carly mentioned at the top, uh, if you cannot wait till Christmas right now, they are selling Christmas churros and Christmas corn dogs uh, to get you hyped up for the holidays. Yes. And I do have to say, if you are visiting Disneyland for the holidays at the Grand Californian Hotel, the little treat stand that they set up next to their gingerbread house has some of the best mm. Disney seasonal desserts ever the gingerbread cookie is amazing they do these milk and cookie shots so the shot glass is made from like red velvet cake and has sprinkles mm -hmm. on it and then you can get milk in it or you can get like alcoholic drinks inside of it and the cup itself so you do this shot of milk or whatever and then the cup itself is like the most moist cookie i don't know how they do it it is absolutely incredible the line is usually long because everyone wants to get their hands on one of the cookies but Absolutely. just, wait. just worth wait. It. it. Yeah. And speaking of long lines, uh, they haven't made an announcement yet about this, but traditionally they hand make uh, candy canes yeah. um, at the candy shop on Main Street. And then sometimes also at uh, in uh, downtown Disney, uh, their Marceline candy shop. And those, uh, if you've never had a, a warm, freshly made uh, candy cane, it is nothing like the ones that have been yeah. sitting on a store shelf for months. Uh, and usually they have to use uh, either a queuing or a, a ticketing system in order to uh, handle the crowds. They'll usually announce specific days where those are made. And uh, uh, hopefully we'll get more information about that tradition returning uh, as we get closer to the season. Because yeah, I, I love those. They're, mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of candy canes normally, but Same. having one of those, oh, amazing. All right. So uh, if we've gotten you excited for the holidays in Anaheim, head on over to Disneyland.com or talk to our friends at Destination with Character Travel. And they might also be able to help you get to Hong Kong because Disney Christmas is going to be decking the halls in Disney's first Chinese uh, theme park uh, starting in November 22. And it's going to go through early January. Um, and uh, they are also doing a little uh, halfway to holidays uh, too. Of course. And the most important part of this is that Duffy will be a part of the festivities. <laughs> that is all we care about. Duffy is, of course, the adorable Disney bear that flopped in America parks, but is embraced with warm hugs at in the Asia park. So there'll be a Duffy and Friends Winter Wonderland snowscape, and there's going to be decor. And, of course, they are always dressed to the nines in their little seasonal outfits. So that is what, if I was going, I'd be most excited to see Duffy. Duffy and his ever increasing posse. I yeah. feel like every time I turn around, Duffy's got another member of his gang. Yeah. And and sooner or later he's cute. gonna rumble with Mickey and Minnie and, and kick them out of the Magic Kingdom. Be yes. like, this is I, our park. <laughs> I am Olumel Stan, so he is one of my favorites, the one of the newer ones, but one of my favorites. <laughs> So, uh, yes, uh, Duffy and Pals can be found in their processional, A Holiday Gift of Cheer with Duffy and Friends, uh, while Mickey's got his own Mickey and Friends Christmas time ball. Uh, so I guess they're going to have dueling parades uh, around the Castle of Magical Dreams. 
Um, and in the evening, uh, snowfall and glittering lights are going to transform the park into a fantasy of sparkling Yuletide cheer uh, with a stage show called Santa, Santa Goofy's Magical Snowfall. Yes. It, would it be Santa Goofy or Goofy Santa? Goofy. I guess it would be Santa Goofy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then on uh, Main Street USA uh, during Christmas time, they will have a holiday wish come true tree lighting ceremony. It looks beautiful. It's a very majestic, big Christmas tree right there. I'm sure you can get some great photos. And it all wraps up with a brand new seasonal nighttime show, Momentous, uh, which is going to fill the skies with Christmas spirit and fireworks. So uh, HongKongDisneyland.com is the place for all your information about those celebrations. And while we are globe hopping, yes, Disney Enchanted Christmas is making the season merry and bright at Disneyland Paris Resort from November 12th through January 8th of 2023. Yes, this is, I was able to go in 2019. It is magical. I think Disneyland Paris is one of the most just beautiful parks. So to have all the Christmas decor, it is absolutely stunning. It is also nice to be really cold. It's usually, <laughs> I mean, not like American standard of cold, but it's usually in like the 40s around that time in a Fahrenheit temperature. So I love to bundle up and it really just, you know, you're not in Disney World wearing Christmas stuff and sweating to death. I, I, I visited Disneyland Paris in September and it was an unusually cold September and we actually had some snow. It didn't oh, stick, yeah. but getting to see snow falling in yeah. a Disney park is pretty magical. Um, you pretty much only get that in Paris and, uh, and, and uh, Japan. Right. Um, but uh, you can experience uh, Christmas celebrations during Disneyland Paris resorts, 30th anniversary celebration because um, they were going to be bringing back uh, annual highlights like Mickey's Dazzling Christmas Parade um, and lots of Disney character encounters um, uh, getting to meet your favorite Disney characters dressed up for the holidays. Yes, they look really cute and there's going to be a musical show, Let's Sing Christmas and if you've seen any of their musical shows over there, they're elaborate. There's one where Mickey mm -hmm. dances, so Yes. Yep. Um, Main Street USA is going to be all decked out. Uh, and of course, seasonal food and merchandise uh, galore to purchase. Um, the, uh, the parade I mentioned, Mickey's Dazzling Christmas Parade, is going to run twice a day, uh, once during the daytime and once during the evening time. So you get to check it out once uh, by daylight and then uh, again, all lit up for night. Um, and uh, Magic is, <laughs> I love this line, magic is in the air as Mickey, his pals, the Disney princesses, and Ooh. Santa Claus all take part in the Christmas tree lighting uh, town square, uh, which is a like a showstop during the parade mm -hmm. itself. So that's kind of neat. Yeah, and I noticed they didn't announce anything about their food and wine festival. So usually during Enchanted Christmas, they have their own kind of like Epcot style, winter-themed mm -hmm. food and wine festival. And it's yes. amazing. They have like cheese and charcuterie cones usually a lot of good like savory winter foods wine yes. and champagne so i 
yeah. holiday holiday food markets are a real big thing in Europe. And yes. uh, yeah, so you get to experience that kind of Disney spin on that. Hopefully that will be back as well. Right. Um, so uh, if you want to find out more about this, DisneylandParis.com. Uh, and finally, taking yeah. the holidays all the way back to Orlando, where surprise Guardian, uh, the brand new Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind attraction at Epcot is going to get an overlay for its very first holiday. Yes, this is exciting because part of the thrill to me of Cosmic Rewind is what song I'm going to get. So yes. I am excited for new songs to be added into the mix. <laughs> yes, uh, there is going to be a special festive soundtrack added to the ride in November and December. Um so uh, I know a lot of guests are probably going to be coming to the park for the first time since the ride opened uh, for the holidays. Uh, but instead of getting to hear um, Flock of Seagulls or Tears for Fears, um, they are going to get to hear a uh, mashup mix-up of um, Terran holiday music and Zandarian holiday music. Um, we're not exactly sure what the seasonal jams uh, that are going to be mashed up are. Um, but uh, we know that it's going to be a specially recorded holiday anthem wishing peace on Earth and goodwill to humans and aliens alike. Yes, I'm so curious because I'm wondering, so if you haven't written it yet, it is 70s and 80s music. So I am hoping that they they kind of have to keep to the theme of 70s and 80s. I don't know if they're going to be like sourcing, you know, famous Christmas or holiday songs from that period. So it is very curious to see how they're going to make this work. Yeah. Um, if, if we want to get all uh, rabbinical and parse the uh, exact phrasing of the press release. Uh, well, first of all, this kicks off on November 25th and it's going to run through December 30th. Um, odd that it's not going to run on New Year's Eve, but whatever. Right. Um, and it does say that uh, the the playlist, which rotates, is going to be replaced by um, a seasonally recorded anthem, which implies to me that uh, you might get the same soundtrack okay. each time that you ride during this period. So maybe they're not recording multiple different soundtracks, but they are taking a bunch of different holiday songs, blending them together into one soundtrack, and that's what you'll hear each time. Uh, when you ride during this month. Yes. Um, I'm hoping so, for Step Into Christmas, if they're going to be using any existing songs, if it's not original scores. Okay. It'll be really fun. Um, you know, maybe they're uh, composing. It, it sort of reminds me a little bit of how at uh, Gardens of the Galaxy in California Adventure, mm -hmm. um, you know, most of the year it rotates through a bunch of existing pop songs. But right. during ha Halloween period, they have a special Monsters After Dark where they recorded an original heavy metal song uh, that's really catchy. Yeah. Uh, and then that's what okay. you hear every time you ride during Monsters After Dark. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's, it's similar to that kind of, of trade out. Um, but we are just going to have to wait until November 25th uh, to head on over to Epcot and see. I know I'm going to go on and make my reservation as soon as I can. Yes. Um, and if you want uh, more information about Gardens of the Galaxy or other stuff going on at Epcot, head on over to WaltDisneyWorld.com. That brings us to the end of our news in the queue. Uh, 
But before we jump into this week's main attraction, it is time to hear a word from our sponsor. Here at Destinations with Character Travel, we offer the best experience with your travels. Need to visit the thrilling Disneyland Resort, Walt Disney World? Maybe lounge about on a Disney cruise or any other major cruise line? No problem. So if you're looking for a stress and hassle-free vacation, visit us at www.destinationswithcharacter.com. Contact us today and let us plan a magical vacation for you and your family. It's time for the main attraction! Okay, and for this week's main attraction, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is returning to the Magic Kingdom in 2022 from November 8th through December 22nd on select dates. Uh, for the first time in two years, it's back. Yes, this is big for families. I know it's such an important thing, especially with little ones. They love doing this as an annual tradition. So this was really exciting when Disney Parks blog announced it. And it's going to be 24 select nights this mm -hmm. holiday season. And it's bringing back a lot of the favorite elements of previous events. Yes, uh, you're going to get to see the Mickey's Merry Most Merriest Celebration show on the Cinderella Castle stage. Um, you've got Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks, which includes projections, seasonal songs, and of course, pyrotechnics. Um, Santa Claus and his reindeer uh, are bringing up the rear in Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade, as always. Um, and most importantly, complimentary cookies and hot cocoa. Yes, that's definitely worth the $5,000 entry fee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, you're going to have to uh, definitely drink a lot of cocoa to get your money's worth. <laughs> Listen, uh, th this comes up every year, uh, the debate over whether these hard ticket events are quote unquote worth it. Um, you know, some of the elements that you get to experience during the party are there during the day for day guests like yep. uh the, the jungle, jungle cruise turns into the jingle cruise which is a lot of fun but i tell you what jungle cruise is having a lot of capacity issues um the lightning lanes for jungle cruise regularly go first out of all the attractions yep. of the magic kingdom and and you know just seeing that attraction is getting harder and harder so uh you know a party might be a good opportunity to experience that um space mountain is getting a holiday makeover and i did not know that space mountain had a holiday makeover in walt disney world um so i'm curious to see what that's like i know monsters incorporated laugh floor they uh they bring in some holiday jokes and uh they put some decor up around the speedway and the mad tea party um but i uh i'd love some more details on exactly what the uh, overlay at space mountain is like. absolutely and to your point i mean it's totally up to personal preference. What I enjoy may not be what you enjoy. If you yep. love Christmas and you love being in the park when it's dark and maybe a little cooler, this could be your chance. But it's really, really hard to say because it's so just down to what your personal opinion is and what you value. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, one thing that you can't 
necessarily get in the regular daytime experience is the the photo opportunities and mm -hmm. the exclusive character meet and greets. Um, you know, you can easily at one of these parties spend two or three hours waiting for some of these characters. But for some people, the opportunity, you know, to get uh, uh, such a rare character, uh, to get to hug them and take a picture with them can be totally worth uh the uh, the money you're also going to get a, a special holiday themed 50th anniversary commemorative keepsake oh. uh for attending the party so that's that's kind of neat um the uh the 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 biggest thing that i think uh maybe people don't uh you know don't value correctly is the fact that the parties don't have lightning lane in operation um and you know, they, they have limited capacity, uh, so there are fewer people in the park to start. But because they're only using the standby lanes for the attractions, uh, those those queues move so much quicker. Um, so, you know, if, if you want an opportunity to ride something like uh, Jingle Cruise or Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or Peter Pan without having to uh, book a lightning lane uh, or stand in a long standby lane, uh, if you take advantage of the shorter queues, um, you can really get get your money's worth uh, out of these. Absolutely. But, so many people are going there for photos and mm -hmm. special limited edition food. Yeah. So it just depends on having it's like having a game plan with any of these events. Absolutely. You can't just, you can't just spend the hundreds of dollars. You need to really think about what you want to accomplish and what you want to get out of it. And you will get out of it. But yeah. you just have to have a plan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the event dates uh, are in November on the 8th, 10th, 11th, 14th, 15th, 17th, 18th, 20th, 22nd, 27th, and 29th. And then in December on the 1st, 2nd, 4th, and 6th, 8th, 9th, 11th, and 13th, the 15th, 16th, 18th, the 20th, and the 22nd. Now, this year, the pricing starts at 149 and it goes up to 199 per person. So uh, this is not, you know, back in the day, these parties were cheaper than buying a daytime ticket. It's not like that anymore. Um, online sales are going to start for this on June 30th. If you are staying in a Walt Disney World resort uh, during the time of, uh, of your, your purchase, um but if you are in the general public you're going to have to wait till july 7th um so let's say that this is a little too much for you you still want to see santa yeah. claus this christmas without having to drop that much money it is still perfectly doable um, santa is going to be at the magic kingdom um they are going to do that parade that they do for the uh for the uh special events for the general public uh, during that last week of Christmas. Um, so if you can hang on till late December, you can see that without having to pay extra. Um, likewise, uh, you're gonna be able to find various versions of Santa all around World Showcase uh, with the holiday storytellers. Um, he's gonna do a daily motorcade at Hollywood Studios and they're gonna put Santa on a raft and float him around Discovery River at Animal Kingdom, which sounds oh, like a brilliant this. idea to me. <laughs> and Disney Springs, that's one of the best oh, places yes. to see Santa. They usually operate a kind of a virtual queue that gives mm -hmm. you a return time. And that's perfect so you can go eat something, go have a drink, grab a coffee. And of course the Christmas tree trail, which hopefully they'll be hopefully bringing back. Hopefully that will be bringing back, yes. Um, yeah, lots of great 
activities to do uh, over at Disney Springs for free. And um, all four of the parks are going to have special holiday photo pass and magic shot opportunities. Um, Candlelight Processional is coming back on November 25th with the rest of the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. Um, and uh, they are going to bring back the uh, Olaf finale at the Frozen yeah. Singalong at Hollywood Studios. Um, all sorts of things going on to savor the season. Uh, and speaking of savoring, oh, there's going to be so much food. Uh, we could probably <laughs> uh, probably talk forever about all of the holiday treats that are coming. Uh, but uh, two that we want to highlight is the holiday cookie stroll coming back to Epcot. And uh, Jock Lindsay's holiday bar at Disney Springs is coming back, uh, turning the hangar bar back into the holiday bar. Yes, those are just two very fun activities. I did the cookie stroll last year for my first time. I'm not like a super cookie person, but with a group, the cookies are about three something each. Mm -hmm. So for $15, it's like a little challenge, you know, and you get your little stamps and you get your reward at the end. It is really fun. And it's just exciting to try the different, you know, international interpretations yeah. of cookies. They usually have the black and white cookie, which is delicious. So it's fun. This, this really isn't fair because now they've got me all hungry for holiday treats and we still have six months to go. It's, right. just, it's not it's not fair. Yes, uh, <laughs> they did have a Minnie Mouse cupcake for three days this last week at Grand Floridian. That yes. was Christmas one. I went to go look at it. I didn't get it because it was 8 a.m. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it's a little that. early for a cupcake. But they said it was delicious. Yes. So um, obviously, uh, this is going to be a big holiday travel season. Uh, if nothing else, airfare is going to get booked up. Uh, hotels are going to be hard, you know. So start making your holiday plans now for sure. Um, head on over to WaltDisneyWorld.com and uh, talk to our friends at Destination with Character Travel. Uh, because uh, this is, I think, going to be the biggest uh, holiday travel season that we've seen in in quite a long while yes plan 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 oogie boogie goes on sale this week too so that's another thing to consider when making your plans for the fall and winter there's a lot going on yeah uh, i'm just taking a look over in our comments and uh seeing if anyone's got any opinions about the holiday events um we've got a, a comment from brian uh saying that he felt the after hours felt not worth the bucks in 2020 and 2021 um but you know those were kind of limited events they cut back on on some of the offerings uh so hopefully this year uh everything will be back so people will hopefully feel it's uh, worth a little bit more the money um and uh i think eric eric is saying what we all think uh i love christmas so do we uh, especially in the theme parks um so Looking forward to cooler weather. It is hot and humid here in Orlando. Um, so dreaming of, Christmas, dreaming of Christmas already. Same. Well, that is just going to wrap up our show this week. It went a few minutes over. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, before we go, I want to thank once again our sponsor, Destination with Character Travel. And I want to remind everyone to please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and please leave us a rating on Spotify to help get the word out. 
If you want to find more coverage from us and Attractions Magazine on the internet, you can find me personally at the UG Series on Twitter, at the Unofficial Guides on Instagram, and at theunofficialguides.com, where you can purchase my books. Carly, where can folks find you? Yes, I am on Twitter at Carly Caramana and on Instagram at Adventures by Carly. Awesome. And of course, you can find the whole Attractions Magazine team at attractionsmagazine.com at Attractions on Twitter, at Attractions Magazine on Instagram, and on YouTube.com slash Attractions Magazine. Uh, thank you for watching us. Thank you for being here. And until next week, I hope that all of you folks stay safe, try something new, and most importantly, have fun. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.